Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is the always smart, always beautiful, and all that stuff, Lon. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> Thanks, Nadia. <laughs> Do you know where I got that from, right? Mm-mm. That's what Yara described herself. What? I must have missed that. (laughs) You know, I'm fucking smart, beautiful, and all that stuff. (laughs) Oh, when they were, was that when they were going on to the party? This was like, I think after Jovi had a few drinks and she was just. Oh, and she was tripping out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were interviewing them outside the the bar. When she was saying she deserves better than, than Jovi. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey was like, oh, I'm not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Before we start, I just want to acknowledge that this is Black History Month. So happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. It is yeah. the last week. We apologize for not acknowledging it earlier. It's also the same month where Asian folks celebrate the Lunar New Year, when Catholics celebrate Fat Tuesday and Lent. And Lon can talk about that. He usually sacrificed something during this month. So what is it this time, Lon? So this time I'm actually going to do meat entirely. I'm just going to eat, obviously, seafoods are are safe. But traditionally, I fast meat on Wednesdays and Fridays. But I think I'm going to do the whole 40 days without chicken, beef, or pork. So basically the Natalie diet. Is that what it is? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just a bunch of carrots. <laughs> well, no, she eats fish, remember? But she doesn't eat meat. Yeah, I haven't ruled out drinking though, so. All good, all good. Still, yeah. And what else? Is there anything ha- that happened this month? A lot of anniversaries, right? Like, I believe today marks the one-year anniversary of Ahmad Arbery's passing. Say his name. Say his name. Yeah. And uh, what else? Um, I was going to say this is lame, but it's, I guess, it's been a year since the so called Sussex. Oh, no, Sussex. No, Sussex. <laughs> <laughs> what? Get it out. No. Okay, it's, it's, it's the Sussex exit. So the Sussex. I, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm getting it right, but basically, uh, it's the one year of Meghan and Sussex. Prince Harry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, lot. Okay. <laughs> so now that we've got that out of the way, shall we continue talking about Yara and Jovi? Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, what do you want to say about it? <laughs> I, I, look, so again, their problem, and it's been the problem since the beginning of the season, is they just don't know how to communicate with each other, man. I think they're on different pages right now. If they just took a moment to sync up. If Jovi stopped being frustrated, if Yara like directly told him what she needs from him rather than assuming he should know, which sometimes I have that 
issue with my girlfriend. Koi doesn't listen to the show though. So <laughs> we're not psychic, right? She just flips out because she's expecting him to know what she needs and rather than saying what she needs, she just gets mad and says, well, you're not there for me. And you're, you're, you're not giving me this, you you know, already like after the fact, she's expecting him to already know. And then he's frustrated because he just thinks that she's hormonal and that she's crazy. Well, if they just like took a timeout and Jovi said, what do you need from me? And she said, I need X, Y, Z, and I'm, I'm going to need it like a lot right now, you know, and just kind of get on the same page, sync up. And then these wouldn't even be issues, but she feels like he's not paying enough attention to her and that she needs him right now because she's pregnant and because she's tired she needs all this stuff. And he's like, well, well, you didn't tell me that I can tell you that. You know, <laughs> uh, you didn't tell me to get you any food. Yes, I did. And you didn't, you know, like, I think she maybe assumed that her saying I'm hungry, rather than saying, can you get me something to eat? You know what I mean? Right? Like, he didn't. Yeah. He, it's one of those things where she's just assuming, like, if I tell you that I'm hungry, you should know automatically that you need to get me some food. And little things like that that just kind of get blown out of proportion. So I kind of see both. I see both sides. I see where he could pay a lot more attention to her, but also she could be a little more direct. Yeah. Plus one on that, because the way I interpret it is she says she's hungry and Jovi went out to get food, right? And he happened to have crawfish because they're in New Orleans. They're in Louisiana. (laughs) That's home of crawfish and seafood. And then for some reason, she's disappointed that he got her food. Yeah. And I think that's like what you said, Lon. It's a communication misalignment, I feel. Mm-hmm. But do you think that her acting out on Jovi is due to the fact that maybe she feels that she's settled? We start to learn more about that because she keeps saying things like, and this is during the preview for next week's episode. She said, you know, why I choose you, right? I could have had a nice life back mm-hmm. home. I read that as Yara settling mm-hmm. and expecting Jovi to change once she moves to the US. And unfortunately, Jovi is going to be Jovi doing Jovi things, you know, partying, <laughs> getting crunk. Yeah. But Yara is like, look, man, I'm pregnant now. You got to step up. You got to change your ways. And Jovi doesn't see that as a problem because maybe in his mind, he thinks, look, you choose me. You choose to come to the US. That means you accept me for who I am. Is that unreasonable to assume? I don't think it's unreasonable to assume. I also just think settling may not be the right word. I I just think it's not the life she expected, you know, and it it is taking a city girl or a high maintenance girl and bringing her into New Orleans is a city, but it's not a city. It's not a city. Like I think she's so used to Paris and New York. Right. Right. You know, and um, she doesn't like the area. I don't think. Yeah. So it's that kind of, I guess, settling is the right way. I guess it is. Settling is the right way. Thanks, Lon. <laughs> yeah. But it's not settling as in like she feels it's lower or, or that he's beneath her or anything like that. Yeah. Although it does sound like that when she says things like, 
<laughs> like what you said last yeah, night. Yeah, she did say like <laughs> I'm fucking Tunesco, yeah. smart, beautiful, <laughs> and all that stuff. So yeah, not I, you. I deserve better. She said right. something like that. <laughs> you know, I have to say, someone on Reddit actually sum it up pretty succinctly. This person said that you know we all like watching Yara on the show because she keeps Jovi in check. But to be honest, do we really want Yara around us? I think the answer for some of us is no, because she does come across very naggy. And hopefully this is all an act. But to be honest, I couldn't sit through their scenes last episode because it was just her just going at it, right? Just not giving him a break, not cutting him some slack, you know, finding fault here and there. Just not chilling out and enjoying the party that was, you know, put together for them. It was mom for it, for throwing the party, I think, because she felt Jovi's mom was paying attention to her and was going that extra mile to make her feel like special. It was the attention. It was the mom's attention that was making up for the attention he wasn't giving. Mm -hmm. I guess she felt, I think. So I thought she... Seem pretty grateful to Jovi's mom for that party. But she wasn't as enthusiastic or excited like the parents when they heard about the pregnancy. Like, I thought the parents was over the moon, right? Like, about the pregnancy? About the pregnancy, whereas she's like, okay, yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yara... So Yara is one of those. She's a tough customer, man. Like, I really want to like her, but I feel bad for Jovi. She could be my friend, but I wouldn't want to date her. (laughs) Exactly. She would be awesome to hang out with. Like, hey, are you you available, Mel? Let's go grab some drinks. Or you want to go hang out? Let's hit up the mall. Because I know she likes to shop and shit, right? Like, what are y'all doing, you know? Um. And then, like, when she starts getting on me for having a cocktail or two, I'd be like, mm, you better go talk to Jovi about that, man. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you can't control yeah. me like that. Maybe in my 20s, I, I would, like, kick it with her. But I, I feel like, you know, if she's going to be all high maintenance and stuff, I mean, I, I don't know if I would hang out with her IRL. But anyway, I want to get Brendan and Julia out of the way just because... I feel like it's another bait and switch. Mm-hmm. And it's almost totally. like an insult to us viewers that the producers filmed this and edited it and fed this to us. Yeah. Because who the fuck would tell parents that they're pregnant before the pregnancy test? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially a set of parents that are already pretty strict with your sleeping arrangement and like people that are as controlling as Ron and Betty, like if that were my parents, I would be like, let's triple confirm that we're truly pregnant before we announced it. And I was like, that's such a bad script. That's such a bad scene. Like I didn't buy that. It even felt that way when she was in the car and she was like, I'm not really feeling well. I'm like, seriously, is that the best y'all got, man? <laughs> Come on. It seems super, super, super fabricated to me. Yeah. So I was, I didn't buy, I didn't buy it one bit. And when she wasn't pregnant, I was not surprised in the least. Yeah. 
someone actually had a theory that that could be Brendan's tactic to get his parents to put the pressure on Julia to get birth control because mm. he refuses to use the condom. And if that was the case, then that's a shitty ass move. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty shitty. I thought about that too. That actually did cross my mind that now this birth control thing would become an issue. Yeah. And like, oh, you're going to do it. But, you know, and if this isn't fabricated, I'm glad she stood her ground and was like, nope, you're going to fucking wear condoms, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think both could be safe. That's how I would kind of meet halfway. I'd say, well, I think we both should be safe about it. <laughs> so let's double up. You take the pill and I'll wear a condom. And there we go. <laughs> yeah. Him pull out method, not strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about Ziet and Rebecca? Ziet, the newly promoted grandpapa of five. <laughs> I wish they did more with the younger girl, whatever her name was. I wish they did more with that. I thought that was entertaining to watch. And maybe like it's Hannah? just... Yeah, Hannah. Yeah. I wish they kind of leaned into that a little more. And maybe it's just because I'm not into kids like that. I don't get excited when I see scenes with little kids running around and stuff. Oh. So I, that's not where I'm at, right, in my Wait, life. So. Which little kid you're talking about? I, I thought you meant that chick that offered help him move. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. I wish they went in oh, that direction. Right, right. Rather than, oh, let's let's put him in the backyard and have him kick balls. Like, yeah, like kick balls and pitch at this kid. That's not really his son. And let's talk about whether they can have kids or not. That's not the direction I wanted it to go. I'm like, Oh, here we go. You know? And it didn't seem like she was excited about it. Oh, let's put her on the spot and like put her in a very vulnerable and kind of embarrassing 10, 15 minutes where she has to face the fact that she can't provide children for him. I don't know. It was just like, I don't want to watch this. That was snooze fest for me. I was not interested in that at all. You mean you are not concerned that Ziet, who just arrived in the US, is now driving? <laughs> yeah. I liked that scene, though. Okay, so here's the thing. I wasn't really thinking about the driving. I liked that scene for the tension. But the tension that was there. And that's why I was like, yeah, let's get into it. It was there tension when Ziet was quick to nip it. There was tension in that I think he was driving the way he was driving was because that was on his mind. And he wasn't really looking at the GPS. You know, he was just giving her the cold shoulder and like, you're being a bitch, you know, but and, and like not paying attention. And she's like, well, I don't like how what's going on between us right now you know <laughs> so I, that tension that spilled over because of the previous night because of hannah so i kind of liked that scene for that and then it did a 180 and it went into children and stuff yeah it reminds me that conversation about children reminds me of michael and angela and how like all these younger men are grappling with the fact that their partner may not sire uh, sire <laughs> I know last week was like a consort. horse right? <laughs> I don't know where I find all this work. like last week was consort <laughs> and this week is sire again sire a child <laughs> yeah I don't know I feel like maybe Ziet already had this conversation with Rebecca because otherwise why would he go through yeah it? You know, so how old is he? 27? Is that what they said? Yeah, 27. Okay, so I think 
the the urge to want children for me at least was around that window and i think once i like hit my 30s and people were like oh you're still young you can still have kids i was like ah you know i don't know i don't know and you know i think he does have a point where i know she's worried that he might change his mind but i don't know i think he's around that age where you got to commit this is the time where you you need to start committing whether you want to have children or not and maybe that's just me but I think this could be a decision that he sticks with and I don't know if she has anything to worry about especially if he really loves her and they've had this conversation before like you said this isn't the first time they've had this conversation they're not having this conversation for the very first time you know on camera I'm sure she let him know this is what comes with dating an older woman so yeah I don't think she has anything to worry about yeah do we want to get Tarzel out of the way Because I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) It it was like they fished this whole threesome story. They pulled it out of nowhere. And this is all they could come up with. And they're beating a dead horse. You couldn't come up with anything else. Day in and day out, it's just about this having a threesome or finding another girlfriend. This is what you're going to stretch this out for the entire (laughs) season like there has to be something more to this i'm over it i've been over it like this isn't fun anymore you know to keep bringing this up so i'm just over it yeah me too i mean we talked about this being such a strange dynamic because i brought this up like if you're bisexual you don't really need to have both at the same time now if you like threesomes then that's a different story I just don't like how they're tricking us to thinking like, oh yeah, just because Hazel is bisexual, we need to have a third party. Yeah, You know, I don't buy that. But anyway, it's their prerogative and, you know, that's their lifestyle and, you know. Yeah, it's just like, how much more content can we as podcasters squeeze out of this? Right. Help us help y'all, man. (laughs) We want to talk about y'all, but y'all ain't giving us nothing. This is it. And we talked about this for (laughs) the entire season. We're tired of it. Give us some content to talk about. This is dumb. I'm tired of it. I have nothing more to say about Tarzel. Word. Uh, Speaking of content, we're diving into the serious, heavy stuff here. Yeah, Yeah. the the juicier (laughs) stuff. So, Big Mike and Natalie. I don't know where um, to begin with this because, you know, this is something we haven't brought up. Natalie is is an actress. Do we really want to believe that they're genuinely arguing here? Because if she can act, I feel like all of this is just out of the window. I have nothing else to say except we know the outcome. You guys are acting the fuck out of these scenes that are scripted by Sharp Entertainment. I have nothing else to say except, Mike, maybe you live happily ever after with your Bluetooth headset. (laughs) And maybe you're the one living in the past here with that headset that's like, you know, 2010 called, they want a headset back type of thing. (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't know what to think of this anymore. I feel like they're going around in circles. Yeah, We've already covered most of what we think of them, right? Like, she wants the ring, just give her the fucking ring. 
yeah. wants to work on the relationship. Okay, let's talk about it. And I feel like Natalie is putting effort, but Mike is like going around in circles or something or like just dodging her. And it all yeah. comes back to that one incident of him staying overnight at a friend's house. I like that. I like that they brought that back up. So with Natalie and Mike, I think there's, if we're talking about fabricated stories, I think there's this, one of the better narratives, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, maybe they are acting, but it is believable. It is believable for him to be like, well, I still don't trust you. And for her to, to pull that out of her pocket and, and bam, and go, trust me, motherfucker, I don't trust you. <laughs> like, you're the one that was like on your friend's couch half naked stoned yeah i mean and and i and she overheard someone saying i'm going to take a shower shower come on yeah you know and then there are just things that natalie says that feel so unscripted like last night when she said i'm much beautiful than you (laughs) but the context here is the jealousy part right she's trying to say that (laughs) <laughs> why is it that she's jealous of him when she's the yeah. hot one right and i think he gets it that's why his comeback was like <laughs> you may be hot, hot as shit but you are ugly inside right a paraphrasing here yeah but the funny <laughs> thing lon is that natalie went to see a counselor the homework that she got from the counselor is ask him whether he and Sarah had a prior relationship. Oh, you know, since they were, they've known each other for that long. Ask him mm-hmm. if he felt a certain way about her. Ask him if he and Sarah were involved in a relationship back then. That was her only homework. And she said that makes it more inappropriate. Right. To, that makes it that, even more... Because then it definitely will make the other person uncomfortable. I totally understand that part. But what I don't understand is when they finally got to talking, she freaking accused him of cheating. Like, she went straight for the jugular. Like, she just went for it. No, you cheat me. And I'm like, dude, you're just supposed to <laughs> ask him a simple question. Isn't that what you pay the counselor to do like just do your freaking homework ask him that question but instead you went out guns blazing like just freaking (laughs) accused him of cheating and obviously mike shuts down so yeah and he's still busy waiting for that call it, it lends more credibility i think to their scenes because that seems like a a pretty normal thing i think for someone in natalie's shoes for someone to say okay you know Here's what I want you to do. And then for her to go completely like zero to 100. Whoa, that's not what I said, though. That's not what I asked you to do. Yeah. You know, because because she does. She feels insecure. She she feels like she left a lot. She risked a lot. And he's not giving anything back. In the moment, you're going to say some some hurtful things. And you're you're going to express yourself in not the most healthiest of ways. <laughs> so um, for me, where I'm at with Big Mike and Natalie, even though we we know where this is headed eventually, it's entertaining. I think I want to say that it's pretty real, I think, what we're seeing. And even if it's fabricated, I think there's enough emotion underneath it for them to give it 100% with their acting, right? Do you know what I mean? There's enough there to work with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They went all the way. You're saying- and then, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I can I imagine the director directing the scene and going, think of that fucking time when you caught it. 
you know, and uh, you know, <laughs> we want to see that. Okay, action, you know, and she's just like, you fucking cheater. You know? <laughs> One more time, but with passion. With passion, yeah. <laughs> and then they're over here telling him, you remember when she threw that ring at you? Yeah. Yeah, you remember that, right? <laughs> <laughs> How did that make you feel, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. Have you watched any of her YouTube? She's now a... What? She has a YouTube? I did not know any of this. I think she has a YouTube. I have to verify this because I haven't really watched all of it. I've seen videos of her YouTube. Like she's basically doing a cooking demonstration. But Mm. a lot of people describe it as like food porn in a way. As in literal porn because she's acting all coy and (laughs) sexy and... She's trying to act cute while cooking and the way she delivers her lines is like, just think of it as like Russian Marilyn Monroe type of thing. Like she yeah. like whispers gently. Really breathy. breathy. <laughs> ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> and she does like certain poses and I'm yeah. like, is this even necessary? Come on, man. <laughs> but she has a YouTube now. I think the only thing that stood out for me is she now uses butter. In her food, so good ah, <laughs> she really maybe maybe that mind. was just an act the entire time, all along. I know. <laughs> and the other thing that stands out is it doesn't look like the kitchen that is in Mike's house. So I don't know where she's doing all this cooking demo. It might be in a neighbor's house, or maybe they rent a place where it has a nicer, bigger kitchen, or maybe they renovated the kitchen. So I don't really know the backstory behind the whole youtube thing but that's what she's doing right now apparently good for her yeah are we ready to tie this up with stephanie Stephanie. and ryan speaking of juicy (laughs) 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 wow isn't that rape that's rape so here's the thing it's called stealthing. <laughs> Why are you laughing, dude? It's a real thing. I I looked this up. It's called stealthing. Yeah, maybe in some states it's rape and it can be a criminal charge in some states. Because the consent, uh, the way I see it is you're consenting to safe sex. You're not consenting to unprotected sex. Correct. So if you're under the impression that what you consented to was safe sex and then the person stealths <laughs> that breaks the the consent right right so that's that's the way i see it yeah but yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah so <laughs> I going that. the the tea that was about to spill is that she is suing tlc <gasps> and sharp entertainment but Ooh. not not for the rape part but it's more for the compensation part She's suing them for lack of compensation from medical fees incurred to treat the bites that she got from sandflies oh. for those scenes that they filmed outside in Belize. Oh. So the rape part, I'm not sure if she's pursuing that. Yeah. But then I guess this is really hard morally. It is binary, right? If rape is bad, obviously, but... The way things played out, and and I took offense when she called him lower than low. I want to feel sympathetic towards her 
there was some stuff that were problematic to me. But at the end of the day, if you ask me, like, is she a victim? I would say yes, she's a victim. Mm-hmm. Right. Could she have prevented it? I guess so, because from my understanding, the agreement between her and Ryan is that they've always had unprotected sex. But this one time when they finally met after 10 months, she wanted to use protection. Right. Mm -hmm. And that stems from a lack of trust that he's been faithful to her. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was problematic because then why do you want to be in a relationship in the first place with this guy if you don't have trust? I guess that also ties into the whole TLC forcing them to do this filming. Mm. You know, this whole Ryan and Stephanie thing is just, to me, like, it's such a uh, gray area for me. Like, it's, I mean, again, I just want to reiterate, if you ask me if she's a victim, she is a victim. I, I don't want to discount that. But then, like, it's the way that she's being portrayed on the show. And maybe, I'm not sure if that's her in real life, but... You know, last week, just want to remind our listeners, we talked about her being a sex tourist. Mm-hmm. I feel like she played with fire and got burned. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a gray area for me. Like, it's, it's definitely rape if it's not consensual. But there's these circumstances, you know? Anyway, what do you think? Yeah. No, there, it's a complicated thing to unpack. Right. I still think, yeah, that um, that he was wrong. And she told him she told him that that's what she wanted. So for him to not do that, you you can't not do that and then say, oh, but this is what we normally do. Yeah, that's what you normally do. But if she asks you to do this and you know that you saw the condoms and you agreed to that, that's on him now. Right. There was that. But also, and I don't know if, if all women are like this, is it that easy that when she was like, I can just call over another cabana boy and whatever, you know, like instantly she, she used the fact that she weaponized sex. Right. Yeah. And was I can go fuck somebody else. Like, in well, the it's not just weaponized sex, but she <laughs> weaponized her social status because she was like, where's that money coming from? You know, yeah, she does hold money him. over his yeah. head all the time. Exactly does that she does that a lot and and i'm not con- i'm not condoning rape like i said this is a complicated thing to unpack there's a lot of different issues here there's obviously rape and that's you know without a question there's rape but then there's other issues too you know what i mean so there, there's a lot of issues it can still be rape and it can still be other things so there's other things too and then that's what i mean by it's a complicated thing to unpack i believe a rape did occur but i also believe that she does hold you know money over his head and that she's like well i'll just go fuck your friend and you, we see her call Harris. <laughs> you know, I need you to come now. <laughs> I'm like, damn, girl. <laughs> I think they're both definitely in the wrong here. They're both definitely in the wrong. So I'm trying to be objective. And the fact yeah. that the first thing she did was to find her ring, which again, like, I, I think that's a natural reaction, but she thinks he would that he was a thief why are you dating right. somebody, why are you dating somebody that you already think is a thief so already the basis of their relationship <laughs> is such that she thinks she's better than him that he's not her equal mm. you know like she's having pity sex she's giving him pity money this is not a healthy relationship to begin with and that's why the outcome is like that 
Right. Right. So again, I don't condone stealthing. Yes, but (laughs) and rape. Again, she is definitely a victim of this particular incident. But how she got there, she could have easily avoided that. And I hate to come from this direction as well because I know we always fault the women for getting into a situation like that. But she's a grown ass woman who courted him, Mm -hmm. and she supported him financially she expects a certain level of intimacy from him i mean at that time she didn't trust him enough to have their regular sex and on one hand yes ryan could have agreed to having protected sex i mean what's the big deal on the other hand i feel like when you don't trust someone in a relationship why pursue it so I mean, what what is she expecting from then on? Like, okay, let's say in an alternate reality, he did put it on. And then what? Will she gain the trust back? Is that how her mind works? I don't know. Like, yeah, like you say, it's complicated to unpack. And I don't know what goes on in her mind, but I think doing all those hula hoops. She wanted a boy toy, I think. Yeah, exactly. She She wants her own. She wants a boy (laughs) toy, but on her own terms. So that's not a relationship. You just want a one night stand, which is what she's doing with Harris anyway. So, yeah. And we won't meet Harris unless we get Discovery Plus, right? Wait, I thought it was next week's episode. Oh, is it next week's episode? Yeah. I might be getting like the previews and stuff mixed up because there's all this other stuff now I'm seeing on Discovery Plus that looks semi interesting. And I'm like, oh shit, they're bringing back that person. And yeah. Anyway, they were plugging Discovery Plus pretty heavy the other night. And oh, yeah. There's a lot of new shows. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean Robinson did interview Harris, by the way, before this episode aired. I saw some TV. clips on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because Ryan stopped filming, right? Or Ryan didn't permit to being filmed anymore because they're no longer together. So before that. Yeah. So instead, I guess the producers pivoted to Harris and made Harris like the focal point because they're right if Ryan doesn't want to film then but he said remember that clip we saw where they interviewed Harris this wasn't even that they fought I think he said at the beginning of the night while they were like partying together and drinking together she made a pass at him didn't she make a pass at him I think she kind of... She was flirting with him. Yeah, she was flirting. Yeah, she was like, oh, you better take off your shirt or whatever. And he's just... He didn't think anything of it. And then, like, I think according to Harris, Ryan went to the bathroom and then she hit on him even more. And he was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the fuck is going on here? Yeah. So when she called, it was like, well, fuck that. I'm going then. Yeah. I think, yeah, you jogged my memory a little bit. He did tell Sean Robinson that she made an aggressive move, a move on him. Yeah. 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 She came on to him mm-hmm. strong. So yeah, dude, this is a it's a moral <laughs> conundrum here because I want to be on her side, but yeah. Nah, I'm I'm also reminded of her OnlyFans too. So I'm like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lon. So we've reached the end of our coverage of 90 Day Fiancé. Do you have a WTF moment? 
WTF moment for me was definitely, was definitely, definitely the condoms. Again, I, I just want to reiterate. Yeah, to me, where I stand on it is I think that's rape because that's not what you're consenting to. If you're consenting to, to protected sex and then the guy, guys, we need to do better. Guys, if you're out there stealthing, that's fucked up. If someone consents, yeah, stealth, it's even, it even sucks that stealthing is a thing. That's, that's fucking terrible. If someone consents to protected sex and then you, you sneak them or you guile them into something else and you're like proud of that, that's fucking disgusting. You know? So yeah, to me, I was like, mind blown. Like that, that was my WTF. Yep. Same here. That was a mess. And there was a lot of memes that came out of it, unfortunately. Oh, really? But yeah, because she said a lot of stuff, like a lot of gold moments <laughs> there, <laughs> like a lot of meme-worthy sayings. You know, like she said, 2020 is something. I, I don't know. I, I forgot exactly what she said because a, a lot of it was bleeped out. There's when a- she started flipping out after he left and stuff, and she yeah. was in this weird mind state where she was flipping out and stuff, bouncing yeah. off the walls. Like I didn't I like it that she called him back and said, "Thank you for not stealing my mom's ring." And I'm like, "Dude, yeah. that that makes you look even worse because now you really think very very low of him. Like you don't yeah. even trust him enough to like be a principled person to like not steal from you." Yeah. You know? That Cabana Boy shit, though, man. That it was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tell you, man, she has to. Stop I have all these other things and these gifts, and I'll just go fuck another Cabana Boy or something. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what? I and I get it. She she was very sore about everything, and I get people who are sore and hurt. They say things like that, right? But they're recording her at her worst. But that's the yeah, saying. that's the thing. Like, if there was a camera on me at my worst, I'd fucking. I'd probably die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish sometimes people remember that there's a camera on you and oh, millions of us are watching. And apparently, 90 Day Fiance is the number one reality show right now in the world. So, wow. yeah. For good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Maybe debatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lon. Since we're not talking about anything else, do you want to plug your personal stuff? Where if folks want to find you, where can they find you? I know you have like your own gaming channel. Oh, yeah. Where can we find you, Lon, outside of this podcast? <laughs> outside of this podcast? Well, obviously, uh, I and Nadia both mod the Twitter. So you can find us <laughs> um, on our Twitter at 90 Day Fiance WTF. I also am on Facebook at italics plays non 90 day uh, fiance related it's just uh, my gaming channel where i play the hottest video games every weekend friday through saturday starting between 9 and 10 p.m pacific and i stay up all night so you can catch me there i i t a l i x i'm gonna put an air horn yeah right and for me you know i know we talk about 90 day fiance and by the way Listeners, Lon is also a huge bachelor, bachelorette. <laughs> yes, I am. Viewer. So if you want to hit him up and talk about bachelor and bachelorette, please do that. I'm pretty sure he'll appreciate it. As for me, I'm a huge Bravo fan. I watch a lot of Real Housewives, especially Atlanta and Potomac. 
and sometimes some other franchise as well. So Sunday night is when I, you know, I allow my brain cells to die a peaceful death <laughs> <laughs> from all those reality TV. So if you want to like talk about that, feel free to hit me up at uh, Shri Nadja. It's a play on my real name. So that's S-H-R-I-N-A-D-J-A. And otherwise, we're reachable via Instagram or Twitter at 90 Day Fiance WTF. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our followers. Her name is Rachel Emily N. She recommended she recommended a podcast. Actually, it's a five part series uh, podcast on uh, Diana. So I'll, I've already started listening to it. It's amazing. She hmm. she recommended me that, and I appreciate it. So shout out to Rachel Emily N. Shout out to all our followers on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah. Really quick, y'all. The host of this podcast, obviously, Nadia, myself, and um, Miriam are um, are Asian. So you know, the rise in anti Asian violence impacts us personally. And you know, although I don't fear for myself as much, I do fear for my parents because the elderly are being targeted. And I just want to remind people out there that we are not the enemy. Uh, we don't consider anybody else the enemy. And you know, all this talk about, oh, unity and, you know, we need to unify and all this stuff. I really mean that when I say stuff like that, because I think if if we're going to get through this, this whole pandemic thing and the whole racial issues thing, I think eventually we're going to have to admit that we got to do all this together. It's going to take all of us. It's not going to take a specific demographic to change things. We're all going to have to band together despite our differences and appreciate our differences. And I don't know what the spike is related to, be it maybe COVID related, be it the pandemic. I don't know, but I would just encourage you all, you know, to, if if you see anti-Asian violence, if there's something you can do about it, step in. Um, If you notice anything on social media, speak up. Um, if there's anything that you can share about it, because it's not getting as much coverage um, as it should be as well. If you find an opportunity to share it or to spread the word about it, um, do so. I know I would appreciate it. And I know very much so that if it were my parents who were to be next on the target, if anything could prevent that from happening, they would appreciate it. And my entire family would appreciate it. So really whatever you can do. Uh, thank you. And Lon, that really hits me hard. And um, yeah, all I want to say is don't be silent about it because being silent means that you're complicit. Yeah, speak out against violence, against hatred, against racism. We're all the same race. We're humans. So let's be nice to each other. And that is all. Hey yo, Death Punk broke up, man. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Daft Punk broke up. I saw a tweet that was like, Daft Punk not doing their job for eight years and then calling it quits is aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's such sad news. But of course, the violence towards Asians is even sadder and um, yeah. more disappointing. But yeah, since we're on that but note. Damn, Daft Punk's a close Daft Punk. <laughs> 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 it's, right, it's the thing, though. It's been, 
it's been a long career. Let's admit, man. Yeah, it's they started out when they were young. So yeah. this is a long time. I wouldn't say a long time coming, but it's it's bound to happen. You know, like, if, hey, the Beatles can break up if, well, if One Direction can break up, right? If there's One any direction. millennials out there listening. The Jonas Brothers. The Jonas, well, no, the Jonas Brothers are back. They're what? Back. I mean, yeah, they 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 broke up and then they came back again and they made better <laughs> songs. <laughs> they just got back, you know, as married people, you know. That's right. So yeah. R.I.P.